You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you're with us today. You know, there is just one thing certain about the life of everyone listening to my voice right now, and only one thing is certain. Inevitably, one day, you and I will die, but every bit as certain is the fact that only our bodies are going to die, and every single one of us, happily and gloriously, is actually going to live eternally. Our lives truly never will end. And this little time that we spend on earth turns out to be the hard part. What comes after it turns out to be glorious. So there's a lot of afterlife education to be done, for sure. And one of the brightest stars in the field of afterlife education is our wonderful friend, Sandra Champlain. She's been our guest on Seek Reality for a dozen times now, over less than 10 years. And it's been such a delight to watch Sandra blossom in doing this work. I've been especially delighted to see her get the recognition from others, finally, that she so much deserves. George Nouri has made her a regular contributor now on his blockbuster, long-standing coast-to-coast program. And now she actually has her own major podcast there. And Craig and I have also invited her to participate in our upcoming Seek Reality online program to the extent that whatever she wants to do, she's going to be able to do there. Sandra Champlain is going to be a major next-generation star in the field of afterlife education. And one of the things she's doing right now is this comforting and enlightening, hugely popular weekly Sunday gatherings. Every Sunday, they get together from dozens of countries all over the world. Central to those Sunday gatherings is a lovely husband and wife team of mediums from Great Britain, Bill Dykes and Carrie McLeod. I've heard a lot about them from my dear, wonderful friend, Sandra. So I've been looking forward to meeting them. And now is my opportunity and yours because they're our guests today. Carrie and Bill, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us. Oh, uh, we hello, are too. Roberta. Hello, Roberta. Hello, everybody. It's absolutely wonderful to be on here listening to you talk. It's just mon- monumentous. And hear about our friend Sandra as yes. well. <laughs> we, we have so much fun. Well, Sandra and I, as I was telling them, are going to have, in just a couple of days, are going to be able to have actual physical lunch together in Massachusetts. And I'm looking forward so much, I'm going to have to give her three hugs, not just for me, but also for, for Carrie and Phil, because they haven't actually seen her in years. Virtually, they see her every Sunday, but um, it's getting harder and harder now What with the, the disease that's been going around and so on. But they make it easy now. How many people did, how many countries did you say are represented now with your Sunday gatherings? I think in total it's 27 different countries that sign up each week. So it's having <laughs> different, it's absolutely amazing what modern technology can do and how the spirit world has brought us all together to spread their word. It's amazing. I remember when she started it, she said, I think we're going to try this. I said, I know if you try, if you try it, Sandra, it's going to work. And it's worked so 
Well, before we start talking about that, though, whenever someone new comes on Seek Reality, the people who are listening to us now love it when we, they get to know you a little bit. They want to know a little about you. And, and I understand you're newlyweds, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Tell us about your past. I mean, I understand from Sandra that you're excellent mediums, and all by itself, that's something people want to know more about. But tell us a bit about your past. Where do you come from? Well, I'm Kerry, and I'm from Scotland. I now live in England. Um, as you say, we're newlyweds, but we will get to that. <laughs> um, so I li- I've lived in Scotland up until October last year, and I was involved through the Spiritualist Church in Scotland. Um, I helped run that since 2004, but my journey with the spirit world started in 1996 when I began to question all sorts around about spirituality, around about what happened when you passed. Um, And so I found myself at the door of a spiritualist church in Dunfermline where I met my long-term friend and mentor Jock MacArthur who's sadly now in the spirit world he transitioned in 2012 and he really walked me through what spirituality was what mediumship was through from mental mediumship Um, he himself was a trance and physical medium and so I, I got to experience some fantastic physical phenomena through his mediumship and worked in the spiritualist churches and centres in Scotland and England until I gave up a full-time job in 2015. Little did I know that the spirit world had bigger plans in terms of my mediumship and I never looked back since. I've never wanted to do mediumship full-time but it's not something we choose, it really is a calling. And what I found was when I did what felt like being in service and being um, on that path, then everything else just seemed to fall into place and make sense and allowed me to work with that integrity and efficacy that I I find really important to my mediumship. Mm. And I'm Philip Dykes and my journey began on the 28th of March, 1996. I remember that because we always remember our first whatever we do in life. And I remember where I used to work, there used to be a spiritualist church next door. And I was always compelled and drawn to it, but never really understood. Now, I've been aware of the spirit world since a very early age, but didn't understand it because I came from a Methodist family and a Methodist background and my parents were preachers. So actually it was a little bit of taboo but when I was strong enough brave enough to see what this compelling urge was to understand and find out as I entered the church it was just like I'd come home and I remember being greeted by a wonderful gentleman called John Gilbert and like Kerry's uh, mentor he's also now in the spirit world but he was such a very quiet warm and welcoming gentleman who always answered my questions I remember that first evening and if you can imagine 
imagine that our churches here in the UK span from anything from 60 minutes to 90 minute demonstrations of mediumship. For the full service, the medium stuck with me, could not get away from me. And I remember it started, I want to speak to the medium over at the back. Well, my head turned and was looking for this medium at the back. And he said, no, you, sir. And I never experienced mediumship. So that was my first taste. And it was a, a wonderful communication that was brought through. But again, very much like Kerry, my background is the spiritual churches, working throughout the United Kingdom and also going into mainland Europe and further afield. So I had a job and I know in 2016 I left that job thinking, well, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Well, I had no choice because the phone rang. I was offered <laughs> to work for the spirit world and never looked back since. And, and then in 2000, and I think it was 17 or 18, I met the wonderful Sandra Champlain, this wonderful, exuberant lady that was so kind, so generous and so just welcoming to everybody that we felt at home and just sat there talking. She invited us over to America and the rest is history. We, she's She's got us into this mindset of not being scared, anything is possible and never to be scared. If you have fear, let's do it anyway. And I know that's a famous saying, right. but again, it, it's what we can achieve. It, it's it's incredible what she's brought together. Yes. Yeah, there's really nothing, nothing gets in her way. Nothing stops her. She's really quite remarkable. So, so think, if you, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I think when um, Phil and I spent some time working together, before we ever, I was going to say, dreamed of being a couple. But yes, true. <laughs> we did some work together on some seminars in the UK. And in 2017, after both of us had made that choice to leave our permanent um, employments, the spirit world seemed to fill circumstances changed and it seemed just to blossom. So in the end of 2017, we kind of engaged in a partnership, a working partnership and also a relationship. And in 2019, in the summer of 2019, we got married, which seems very quick, but in actual fact, it felt absolutely the right time. It did. Uh, I still remember waking up with a bruise on my head where the lumbars <laughs> were. Uh, I'm married, yes. <laughs> On to Roberta. That's not the case. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's right, it's right. It just does happen oh, that way. It, it has felt completely right. <laughs> yes. And we've never forced or pushed anything. Things just seem to be working in the right way, in the right direction, at the right time. And when we met Sandra, it was absolutely at the right time. It was. Right. No, she she thinks the world of the two of you. Oh my goodness, it's it, it's what and, and if she if she loves you, she really loves you. I I know what yeah. that feels like. So you're very blessed to the two of you. I'm so happy for you, but I'm happy for her too. I mean, she's she. It's a kind of situation where when it clicks, it really clicks. And so so how did you all get started with the with the Sunday gatherings? It just it just happened. Well, it, it just happened. I know that Sandra and Darren went to a, a church somewhere in the US and came away thinking, well, we could do this. Um, and it was put on the yes, back burner. He does. 
Oh, they, she she did that with conferences too. She said, you know, I went to a conference. She told me I went to a conference and half the people there were people were were my listeners and people I knew. So I thought I could do this. And she did. <laughs> exactly. So they had the idea, but it was put on the back burner. Then along came this little thing called COVID that's really disrupted disrupted our lives. And they said, now is the time to do it. So again, we all got together and said, how can we do this? And I still remember the first uh, Sunday service we did because it was in conjunction with Dunfermline Ask Spiritualist Church, uh, Kerry's old church. And we just sat down and said, okay, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to do it. But we need it to be accessible to everybody. We don't want it to be religious. We don't want it to have connections to different things. We just want it to be free and open. So anybody can come in and understand what we do and start to learn about spiritualism, about being more spiritual and understanding mediumship. And I think the non-denominational part was yeah. really important because it encompasses everybody and embraces everybody because the one factor through all religions is that fundamental truth of peace, harmony and love. And so that's what we base the Sunday gathering on is bringing hope peace, harmony, and sharing that love. And as you know, Sandra has a lot of love to share. She does. Oh, yes. And the the problem now is in the United States. I don't know how it is in the UK, but um, more and more people are feeling, and I hear from them because I invite people each week to, to send me uh, an email if they want to talk to me about anything. And I hear from more and more people, and primarily north or south of early 60s, uh, about feeling you know, alienated from their lifelong church, primarily uh, because of the dogmas. They, they kind of can't believe anymore uh, 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 that they're sinful or that they're, that they're uh, going to hell or that, they're, uh, they're, that there's something wrong with them. They don't feel that way. They, they want to sort of shed the church but keep Jesus. That's kind of the center of, uh, of what they say to me. So many people feel that way. And, and as they walk out of the church, they, they want to go somewhere. And what you're doing seems to be the kind of thing they're hoping for. Um, I, I, many of them are, at least. And uh, so you're giving them a place to go. They, they don't even have to leave their home, which is wonderful during COVID. Absolutely. And the sense of community that's created there. I know for a lot of the spiritualist churches around about the world, there are there is that aim to be non-denominational. I know when we ran our Sunday services in our spiritualist church in Dunfermline, there there were people from all walks of life, all religions and all faiths and beliefs. They'd go from one church in the morning and come to us in the evening. And there was that balance of community found in both but something within the individual was being met in each place and I I feel that Sunday Gathering brings that where people don't have to conform or change in any way. Sunday Gathering offers a space for them. Come as you are. 
Yeah. It does. It, 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 it's, I know we use the word community, but for us it's family. It's where we all can come together with the same belief, with whatever we believe in, what source, what religion, but none of that's important. It's about people belonging to something that feel part of something. And people, as we've travelled since things have started to open up, have come up to us and said, you saved our life, you've made such a difference. And we never really understood what the Sunday gathering did for people. But it has given them a home. It has given them something that brings a belief and has changed their weeks and changed their mindsets and opened this new world up to mediumship and spirituality and, and the concept of being true to the, their authentic self. Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, people sometimes say to me, because oh, because so many of the more fundamentalist Christian churches uh, say that that uh, you, you can't consult a medium because uh, the the churches say uh, if you that that's of the devil you can't they're you're not talking to your relatives you're talking to the devil and that's wrong and stuff and does anyone ever say that to you because they say it to me they, they've, they have yeah. said it to us Roberta um, what, do you tell them? what do you say to them we turn around and say, actually, let us do the contact. Let us prove to you that we're not speaking to the devil. Let you get the undeniable proof of evidence that you know that your loved one is talking. And if we do it right, you feel like your loved one's in the room. Now, we know that people have their own beliefs and, and then they're entitled to that. But all we say is be open-minded. Let us do the work we do. You, as the recipient, will decide what is what. Think there's in each of the religious texts there are elements in there that aren't called mediumship or spiritual healing but refer to mediumship and spiritual healing and if they're um, understood in the way of mediumship then a lot of the spiritual texts talk about um, encompassing, embracing and allowing, communing with those that have moved to an unseen world and also bringing that healing quality of the divine. Um, where, where that is within the natural laws, bringing that healing into the person that's physically needing it. I, I, good good job. I, I, of course, echo everything you say. Uh, but also in 1 John 4.1, uh, um, the they uh, one uh, John I, I don't know who the communicator is I think it's it's John says uh, we should try the spirits to make sure they are of God because there are many spirits who have gone out into the world now he wouldn't say we should try the spirits to make sure they're of God if we're not supposed to be talking to spirits would he so correct. <laughs> So it seems to me we're being told right there it's okay to talk to spirits, aren't we? I mean, to me, right there, that's that's we're fully being told it's okay to talk to spirits. In fact, throughout the Bible, we're being told it's okay to talk to spirits. Many good pe people, saintly people in the Bible, talk to spirits, consult with mediums throughout the Bible. The but but in in um many churches they don't want us talking to spirits because they're trying to control us and make us fearful i mean it is th these these churches that teach people these things are not of god 
We are supposed to talk to good spirits. Every medium worth his or herself, as you know, is constantly talking to God, making certain that they are talking to good spirits because there are some nasties. Jesus cast out negative entities all the time. I mean, this is this is not rocket science, anybody. Um, but to be to be told that we cannot uh, talk to our loved ones in spirit is evil. Churches that teach that are not of God. The church is at fault. It's not. It's not good mediums like the two of you. I am so angry with people who are trying to keep keep us from the solace of talking to our transitioned loved ones. They're the ones that are in the wrong, those awful churches and not good mediums like the two of you. It's so exasperating to me, frankly. I so, mean, it, we, we completely appreciate that, that uh, approach and it is hard for some people to, to grasp and to allow themselves to commune with their loved ones just because they're no longer seen doesn't mean we can no longer speak to them. I know um, my mentor, Jock McCarthy, he used to be able to quote from the Bible. I, I, I can't, I don't know that text well enough, but he used to say that the spiritual leaders in the old text were indeed themselves mediums and healers but that the term mediums and healers were not yet invented um, and he, he quotes that some of the spiritual leaders were indeed incredibly um, gifted and abled mediums and healers. Mm. And I think we have to look at history itself and look at some of these wonderful leaders um, and, and look at the, the quotes within the Bible that call them mystics. And, and if yes. we look at what the word mystic is, it's somebody that talks to God. It's somebody that has the reverence of God. And and to, so yeah. we're, we're totally in your camp there, Roberta, where I think that some people use that fear to control. But actually, that's right. And I'm going to go, um, I'm going to quote this. Everybody, everybody that's listening now, everybody that listens to the recording, everybody that comes into contact with this is entitled to a communication from their loved ones. Yeah. Not tell them that you can or you can't. Now, a medium has an ability to commune to a deeper level, but every single person is entitled to that communication direct from their loved ones. It's a natural phenomena that's happened throughout history, and that can be proven. Absolutely. What you you certainly are doing God's work for certain when you're helping people become closer to the to their loved ones in spirit. We're never meant to be separated this way. It's so unnatural. So it's beautiful what you're doing. Now tell us about the Spirit and Soul Foundation. What's that all about? Yes, the Spirit and Soul Foundation, it it came about through some conversations that Phil had with his spirit team and I had with mine individually and then we had this conversation over the telephone because we still we lived in different places at that time and I said you know the strangest thing I've been sitting we, we'd call it sitting in the power it's it's meditation or communing with the spirit world I said I've had this strange thought that we need to create uh, an educating foundation that provides good quality education about the spirit world and about mediumship that provides um, 
a foundation that anybody who needs guidance or um, pastoral services can come to and Phil said you'll never guess that exactly the same has exactly the same different words has come to me and that's where this is where it initially came from and it's interesting because around about six months earlier than that Phil and I individually had I thought from the spirit world around about October 2019, long before pandemic had started, we individually got, we, we spoke to each other and said, I've had this strange thought. It seems that we have to do online courses. And he said, that's so strange because I've got that same feeling as well. So we made <laughs> online courses through December and January. They were on the shelves waiting to go. We had three weekend courses and one five-day course. And then when the pandemic hit, we were so impressed by the spirit world. They were so intelligent to yeah. preempt something in order to provide a service that would give some people still access to the spirit world. So I have to confess that it isn't purely from Phil and I. The spirit world have led this from the very, very beginning. Yeah, and we actually questioned it all. And we said, okay, so we're being impressed. This universe is now listening to us, is inspiring us. So we started to challenge that. And we thought we'll do it in a healthy way. So we thought we'll go and see a few mediums we don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows us. We'll go to places that we've never been. And unfortunately, that, that's hard for us both to do because as soon as we go in, it's, oh, there's Phil, there's Kerry. It's like, oh, no, somebody recognises us. As lovely as it sounds, we were trying to do it in a scientific way. But actually, the medium didn't know us. And each case where we asked the spirit world to just give us that insight and we said okay we're going to push it that little bit more we'd like to hear from this person we like this information to come through and if be the they, first contact and be the first contact and if this is right and we're, we're, we're receiving this rightly then we know we're on the right lines and lo and behold everywhere we went this was happening and it was incredible even to we questioned is this mediumship or is the medium picking up as a psychically? So we started to look at it again and ask different questions. And again, the spirit world beyond doubt with the undeniable proof came back and give us the insight. And this really wow. spurred us on with the Spirit and Soul Foundation. And to, as Kerry alluded to, carry on being impressed, getting things ready, being in service, not knowing the full picture and the extent mm. that we were going to be globally, worldwide in service. It, it, we, never can, we never considered it for a moment. We thought it might be popular in the local area or the people we knew. Never knew that, along with Sandra, there'd be 20 odd different countries with lots of people from different religions coming into it, looking for a spirituality, a growth mm -hmm. and personal development and to understand mediumship as it should be. I think that efficacy and integrity was vital for us because we both knew the sense from the spirit world was if this isn't done with integrity and efficacy, then it loses its intention and it would lose what the spirit world were wanting from it. So everything we do, we we sift it through, we measure it by that level of intention and integrity, because we know that if the spirit world can manifest this, if the universe can manifest this, they can stop manifesting it if it doesn't. Amen. <laughs> so we're always, we're always very clear 
but it has to it has yeah. to serve its purpose yes we have a, a real intention a real understanding that we are glass houses so all our thoughts all our intentions are seen and heard uh, and by the spirit world or by the universe so we make sure we do what we enjoy what we get fun out of that we know that's ethically right that's morally right having the right pure intentions makes a big difference and having that passion in your work because the universe sees all that and hears all that so it's about doing it the right way that is really important for us both mm. you have to do it the right way and your intentions have always got to be pure and you've got to do it and and you know i i'm sure you that you are your intentions are pure and you're not doing it for yourselves you're doing it for other people yes you have to you have to eat you have to have a place to live but over and over again, I'm sure you've seen this too. People start thinking it's about them and not about the service to the world and, and things stop going well for them. We, we've Great. seen this in the world of, of, of transcommunication. We've seen it in all kinds of, of we, people thought they were doing it for the world, but suddenly it began to be about could they make a lot of money and stuff. And suddenly that wasn't working at all. Mm -hmm. Correct, and and that the energy is completely different when some when you're in the flow, the natural flow that uh, a universal or that creative force of life has created for you. You have to be in service to where that flow is going. I know when the end of last year came and we didn't know if we were coming to the end of the pandemic. We had no idea whether we were staying online, whether we were. Going back to how it was in 2019, where we spent nine months traveling and working and three months at home, or whether indeed the spirit world would say, thanks very much. Now we're done. So we're not in control of that. We have to accept that the spirit world will take us where we need to go. Yeah, and I think it is. Just like the Bible quotes, and there's many stories about people having a real faith, listening to that voice inside to what is true, not knowing where the next meal's coming from, next, not, not knowing where they're going next, is exactly where and how we live because we want to be in service. The, the idea behind the Spirit and Soul Foundation was to create an educational system, to give people opportunities, to help people with where we had our stumbling blocks, where we had our trips and falls, where we were looking for the answers. And we thought, all oh, that lack of support back then, we can give to people now and help them move forward. And that has been our intention all the way through. And we know within the law of attraction, if you do what you're meant to do and you're happy and you're passionate about it and you've got a real love for it, that shows within the work, but it attracts people that are like-minded, that have the right ideas, the right values sets. So that's why we looked at the Sunday gathering as well as all the courses and spiritual activities we did we want this family basis to it where people can feel and have a warm environment a safe space to develop to learn to be who they are because that's what god put us on this earth to be the true potential of who we are and i think the, the background that phil and i come from apart from our um old positions of employment i'm a psychotherapist and a ICF qualified coach and Phil is an ICF qualified coach as well so we were clear when we wanted to set up the Spirit and Soul Foundation that yes it would be mediumship and psychic development it would also encompass 
spiritual development and personal development with a coaching approach. So our approach isn't about teaching and telling, it is about empowering and encouraging. And as oh, what yeah. we found is that way of teaching and training is so well received with people because they don't feel like it doesn't belong to them. Once, they, once they've been empowered to understand their way of mediumship or psychic ability or how that manifests within them, they can own it instead of feeling that it doesn't belong to them. And we've, we're very clear that every individual's ability, spiritual ability, is purely for them. So I think that because we do mediumistic and psychic training, but we also do personal development training, our website has about four courses through the year that is purely about personal and spiritual development because many people are still seeking that path and trying to find their purpose. And to be without purpose is a really difficult place to be, especially during pandemic times. And, and if, you're, if you've lost someone from your life, you want to have some way, some possibility of being close to them again. I mean, you, you say that you really think that anyone can learn to communicate with their loved ones. They just need to learn how. And, and you said that you have that way, that through the Spirit and Soul Foundation, you can learn to communicate on your own with your loved ones. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think we, we have to clear up a little bit of the wording there. You don't have to train to have that ability to commune with your loved one. We all have a natural uh, ability within us, that communication. We look at history. Um, they've, they've worshipped their ancestors. They've had communication with them. And not all of them have been mediums. So, yes, there's few people that want to spiritually develop. There's few that want to develop abilities such as mediumship and the psychic faculty. Um, but also we have a lot of people that grieve and that's one of the, the most tragic things in life is that we suffer loss, we suffer grief where we lose our loved ones whether it's from our own families, children, whether it's from a pet we that, that feeling of loss but actually the signs that they can give us the communications they can give us through the dream states the synchronicities of things happening we know that the spirit world can manipulate energy through such as radio, podcast, emails, all kinds of things. We've, we've been lucky enough to be in a lot of investigations over the years that have helped us see the truth that, that our loved ones will do anything to let us know that yeah. they're around. So again, we can, I mean, even though we have the title of medium, we are normal people and we have an ability that we use to bring that gift of support and love and healing and comfort to people. But everyone, everyone that is living has that ability to receive that communication through different states of being. It could be an imagination that we just get caught in a daydream and have this reality that feels more than reality right now, but we know that it's inspired. It has an emotional and mental and physical effect upon us. We know that it's more than just the imagination. So we can have dreams where we see our loved ones. We can find um, signs that, that prove when we can ask that intelligent world to do it again, and they do. So there's many different forms that our loved ones can communicate. And again, I'll, I'll state it, we don't have to be a medium or any mediumistic ability 
to have that communion with our loved one because it's only mediums that work in the sense of giving contacts, evidence that that, that, that needs to be developed and harnessed. But again, we not all of us have to do that. And this is a, something that Phil and I discuss with people regularly is mediumship or healing isn't actually, in our view, a gift. It's a spiritual ability and the gift is being able to share that with people. So it's not a gift that we've been given because that denotes that it can be taken away. It can diminish or increase, but I'm not sure if it can be taken away or given if it isn't due to be there. And so a lot of the people that spend um, their Wednesdays or Thursdays with us in our psychic and mediumship classes, they are grieving parents. They are grieving wives. They are grieving husbands. They are children that have lost parents um, to the spirit world. They're coming to find answers and what they end up finding is that they have this ability developing. It was already there. All they're doing is fine tuning it so that they can fully understand how their loved ones are interacting. And this is the reason we ask people to start in the psychic um, and then if they wish to progress to the mediumship, because what normally happens is the psychic development opens up sensitivities to all forms of communication. Yeah. And on a Tuesday, we used to run a course for about 12 months now uh, called The Way to Your Spirit, which was all about the spiritualization, the self-development of self. And people from all those three classes uh, where we did a little bit of an interaction one evening with them after each class, they said, actually... What this has given us is a better way of looking at life. We feel much kinder, much nicer people with more tolerance and understanding. So you can see spiritual development, not just about that ability that they're trying to enhance, is a real understanding of life and other people. And it, self. And self. And it's about inspiring the living. So we take great joy when we hear people say how much they've changed and how their families have changed, how their interactions have changed. It's marvellous to know there's a bigger force at work here more than just a development of what people see in as ability. You know, when, when you develop that way, everyone else becomes much nicer. I've noticed that. Yes. It's quite wonderful. So people reach you through the Spirit and Soul Foundation. We'll, we'll put that in the notes to the program. Um, in all, all of that, um, I, I'm, we're, we're actually coming toward the end of our time together, which is too bad because I could talk with you all day long. Um, so, so, and also people need to know um, that it, you, you can find out all about the Sunday gatherings through Sandra Champlain's website, which is um, we don't die.com. But uh, so all of, all of this is really possible for anybody is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. 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 People have approached us and said, but I'm not sure if I have that gift. And we've said, you most definitely have the ability there because everybody does. It's whether you want to engage in life and find out what life, what you can give to life, because Phil has said oh, it's about inspiring the living and whether you're willing to change. Because this spiritual development, we often say, carries that should carry a health warning. Because when we spiritually develop, we actually begin to see life slightly differently. And so we make different choices. And that, of course, impacts 
every decision, every person and every environment around about us. Yes. And I think if we go back, Roberta, to what you what you mentioned, you said mentioned about the emails you receive from people that have unfortunately had those experiences within their own churches. We want to make clear that even though we run an organisation and a Sunday gathering, it's about everybody being free to come and join and find a place, find a home where you can be truly yourself and be curious, be sceptical, ask questions uh, and really start to see things and start to be who you're truly meant to be and have the freedom and space to do that. We want to encourage this um, because, as you said, history is really controlled a lot of people through different organisations and churches and religions uh, and putting that to one side we know that we can be truly who we are if we just allow ourselves to be true so asking those questions giving yourself that freedom to do that or explore and it might be for you it might not be for you but again it's having that freedom and we we thoroughly believe by giving people that space whether they have an ability, whether they're just curious, it's always good because they will develop self and find their truths and, and an understanding of life. And to all those people out there that are wishing to develop their mediumship, we, we also have a belief that a lot of people want this to find a social standing. We're quite happy to do this blindfolded. We're quite happy to do it behind a screen. It's not about us. It's about getting the word of truth out there, that mediumship, spirituality, the psychic is available for everybody. And that should be free, and it should be should be easy to be, ex, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Accessible to everybody without any dogma, without any thoughts, without any control. That that is our firm belief. And if anybody wants to to have a look at the courses, what Sandra, Phil, and I have done is we've cleverly interlocked Sandra's website and ours, so you can get if you go to ours, you can get links to. Um, all of Sandra's information and on Sandra's website you can get links to ours. It just seemed the easiest way because Sandra has is such a beautiful person. She's that, a wonderful mind. And, and it just seems sensible to allow this to all be joined up. Yeah, no, she she really is. She has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever known. She's quite wonderful. But um, I, and oh my goodness, so do you. It's, it's not a surprise to me that she just raves about the two of you. Um, is, what do you want people to take away from our conversation today? What do you hope that they learn today? We hope that people learn that a medium isn't somebody who only communes with an unseen world, isn't just somebody who communes with the spirit world. There are mediums walking about that are inspired by that unseen world that might not ever know it. Becoming that medium is finding out how that inspiration works through you. We know that there are doctors and nurses, there are counsellors, there are teachers, there are mums and dads, there are grief counsellors, there are all mediums in their own right because they speak a truth that is inspired by the spirit world. There are artists and singers and dancers out there that are mediums in their own right that are expressing a truth. So we hope that somebody listening to this might find their own truth as to, to knowing 
how they can work on behalf of an unseen world. Healing is mediumship. Mediumship is healing. Anything that brings comfort is mediumship. And that doesn't have to have the title of it. What we don't want is for mediumship to become bigger than the message. And the message is our loved ones are still there, mm. unseen. And I think that for my own personal uh, message to everyone, that we're all entitled to find that creative force, that God spark within us and that truth. And whether you want to call it mediumship, spirituality, psychic, is entirely up to you. But we all have that truth within us to find that truth of the world, of what really life is really about. And I, I believe that everyone's entitled to that communication from the spirit world, from that unseen world, and to also to touch that God force to inspire them to know that there's more than just the word of love, but we feel that unconditional love. Um, so I think that's our joint message to everybody mm -hmm. out there. And I just love the two of you. I can see why Sandra does too. So I'm so glad you were, you could be with us today and big hugs to you both. Oh, our pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you and being able to be given the freedom to speak and, and to meet to yourself and Sam in the background. Just, just It's just wonderful and, and warming to be able to speak freely and openly and with two people we've never met before, but we know a lot about you. And to the listener... Welcome to our spiritual family. You have, you are now part of that. Every person uh, is intertwined by an unseen force. So you're now part of something and go and share that truth. Mm -hmm. And we're all, we're all going to now become very soon part of Seek Reality Online, which is going to be a very much bigger family, I think, before very long. So, but again, everyone, we come to the end of our time for another week. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you really get that, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, here for the second time, will be the fascinating Coot Blackson. He'll be talking about his book on the magic of surrender. Now, Coot, I remember this guy. He was with us last fall. I just couldn't get enough of him. His life began when he was born in Ghana, West Africa, as a child of a Japanese mother who had never met his father before she arrived in Ghana. I remember, and you're thinking, wow, what a great genetic combination, but it's the cultural combination that seems to me more to have helped to shape this amazing young man. He's an inspirational speaker. He teaches authentic leadership and empowerment, and I loved his accent. Wow. He received the 2019 Walden Award in the New Thought Wisdom category in the Unity Organization Awards. One, they give it once a year to recognize a socially conscious leader who's making the world a better place. He says his mission is simple. He wants to awaken and inspire inspire people across the planet to access their inner freedom, live authentically, fulfill their true life's purpose. He grew up in London, and now he's taking, taking over his father's ministry, which is worldwide. <laughs> he was an audience favorite here at, at Seek Reality, and he's one of my favorites, too, when he was our guest last fall. You won't want to miss him. He's, he really makes your mind spin. He's going to join us next week. And this week, we've been talking with Philip Dykes and Carrie McLeod, who are two exceptional British mediums. Sandra Champlain, who's one of our favorites, loves them. 
And there's so many people who claim to be mediums, but these are really visionary, genuine mediums who work with their own transition to their, their loved ones, our loved ones, all the loved ones of everyone that they can reach. And they're genuine mediums. We really want to celebrate people like them who are trying to help us change the world and help all of humankind. So we're going to talk with them again as well. And we're, we're coming toward the end of our time. We're going to foreshorten the end here. As you know, I have a lot of books and I hope you'll buy some of them. But if whether or not you ever do it, if you ever can't buy any, just send me a note and I'll send you a PDF. If you want to talk about anything at all, any of my books, or just send me a note and say hi, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. Please be sure you send me your correct email address or else I'll write a long email that'll go nowhere and I'll be sad. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net and just about everywhere else. If you, if you would like, just go to wherever apps can be found and you'll find a free app called Seek Reality and you'll get my, uh, my podcast every week automatically. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you in particular in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. Everything.